Hi, welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast with Graham Cook. I'm your host, Michael Becchio. Today, we have an excerpt from one of Graham's teachings called The Practice of Rest. I featured the beginning of it in episode 71 of the podcast a while back. This second part features a couple of the next tracks in the series. The full teaching contains several more, which can be found on brilliantbookhouse.com. I'll include a link to that in the description of this episode. In this particular audio segment, Graham talks about the foundational importance of rest in a believer's walk with God. He discusses how rest ought to be a constant in our lives and how it is both a weapon of warfare and our vital abiding place from which to engage life from. Enjoy. So in Genesis 2, by the seventh day, God completed his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. God will always bless your rest. Always. There has never been, since I learned rest, there has never been a time when God has not blessed that rest and honored that rest and sanctified my rest. In other words, set aside peace for me, set aside rest for me. So for me, therefore, when God blesses something and sanctifies it and sets it apart, what that means is rest is always available as an absolute essential for life. So every circumstance you encounter already has rest in the issue. No matter how hard, no matter how harsh, no matter how difficult, no matter how awful, every single circumstance has rest because it's the one thing that God has blessed and sanctified in terms of his relationship with you. So it's available always. Ephesians 2.6, I think, is a mirror image of those verses in, uh, in Genesis when it says that we have been raised up with him and seated together with him in heavenly places. That whole sense of being seated together is all about rest. When you sit down, you relax. You're in an attitude of rest you're taking a weight off, you're taking a load off, you're sitting down, you're relaxed. Your whole mindset shifts when you sit. Yeah? It's just something comes to you. There's a peace that comes to you in the natural. Something happens physically to your body when you sit. You relax, you rest, you, you have that moment. Yeah? What's true in the natural, true in the spirit, to be seated is an attitude of rest. Rest is physical, rest is emotional, and rest is mental and spiritual. It's the tangible expression of God's presence, rest. Um, in Exodus thirteen fourteen, uh, God's promise to Moses was, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. We are not a people looking for the presence of God. We already have it. He's inside us, yeah? You can't get any more presence than that inside you. Anything that happens externally, fabulous bonus, but you don't actually need it. But it is a great bonus 
Now, who doesn't want the physical, tangible touch of God on their life? And you will get it. But here's the thing. If you practice rest, you'll feel the touch of God so much more. If you practice rest, you'll hear his voice physically. If you practice rest, you'll feel his breath. You'll feel his hand as a physical thing. Because he is very tangible. He understands all relationships have to be tangible at some point. They have to touch. They have to connect, you know, and that's a physical thing. It's an emotional thing. And if you practice rest, you will feel the presence of God so much more strongly in your own life. Now, rest is something that we receive. Uh, So we must be willing to allow rest to displace the opposite. And I think that's where we partner with God. You know, you can't, um, you can't trust the Lord and be anxious. Yeah, because those two things are incompatible. They can't exist in the same space at the same time. One of them has to go and you get to choose. So life in the spirit is we have been given this incredible freedom to choose what God is doing. So trust, anxiety, it's a no-brainer. Choose. Choose what you're going to think. Choose how you're going to see. Choose how you're going to connect. You have the power and the freedom to choose. That's what Jesus died to give you. So we need to displace the opposite of rest. So it's impossible to rest all the time you're fearful, panic-driven, full of anxiety or worry. So rest comes to displace any negative that may be trying to infiltrate your life. So rest is a weapon, and you need to see it as a weapon. Rest is a sword in your hand, and you can put to death, you can put to the sword anxiety, lack of peace, unrest, worry, fear, and so on and so forth. So what does that look like to you? You know, to see rest as a sword. But you can cut away from your circumstance the thing that you don't need to affect you wrongly. I mean, this is a partnership here. You know, worry and anxiety and fear are not going to go away by themselves. They need to be helped to leave the premises. Yeah, They need some assistance. They need the left boot of fellowship. Yeah. It's, all, it's like, you know, see you, don't want to be you. You get them out. You push them away. Yeah? Rest is brilliant because if rest takes up residence, then a part of that rest is actually militant against the negative. Rest will go after the negative. Yeah? Because you can't have those two things in the same space at the same time. So you're choosing to partner with rest. Rest is a gift but then you have to work to partner with that gift and make it work. In other words, you have to learn to say no to a negative, and rest helps you do that. There's a principle of rest in all of life. So uh, in Leviticus chapter 25, verses 4 and 5, it talks about a Sabbath rest and also even a year of rest. Rest is a really serious business in the kingdom, that God, you know, gave us at least one day a week to rest. 
And it's really important that you take a day a week to rest and be yourself, be with friends, be with the Lord, but actually do as little as possible on that day and take a rest, uh, think about who you are, think about what's going on, and just make sure that you reorientate yourself if you're a little out of sorts and so on. Leviticus 26, 34, 35, um, <clears throat> talks about even the land needs rest from production. It talks about rotating your land so that, you know, um, so that a part of your land is always fallow. It's not actually being seeded for a crop. The land is resting. So you can build it up. You can build up the soil texture and the soil nutrients and so on. Um, so that you don't exhaust the land, parts of your land need to be at rest. It's there in all of creation, yeah? God gave every creature the ability to sleep or rest and so on, because rest is a key part of everything he is and everything that he does. He only operates out of rest, yeah? He may get lots of urgent requests, <laughs> but he only ever operates out of a place of rest. That's why Jesus could say, that's why he was the prince of peace. And he could say, my peace I give you because peace is something to be guarded. Peter the apostle wrote that in his letter that, you know, God, let the peace of God guard your heart. So rest is a sentry over your life. You put it at the entry point of your life. You put it at the gate of your life that anything that wants to come in is going to have to get through peace. Yeah. So Pete, the job of peace is to keep stuff negatives out there and never allow them in here. You have to guard your inner territory and rest enables you to do that. Rest is also a part of your inheritance. Let me read you this from Deuteronomy 29. No, Deuteronomy, I lied. Deuteronomy 12, verse 9. For you have not as yet come to the resting place and the inheritance which the Lord your God is giving you. Two things are always connected. Rest actually is a part of your inheritance. It's a major part of your inheritance. It's also the doorway through which your inheritance will come to you. Because rest gives you a capacity to view life in a particular way so that you're always more God conscious than anything else. So from rest, we are empowered to possess our possessions. Sometimes we lack provision and blessing because we have a trust issue. Um, our concern is, will God do this for me? I know that he'll do it for him or her, but will he do it for me? We have a trust issue a lot of the time. With rest, there's never a trust issue. Rest is so powerful, it gives you a confidence because it always, it not just tells you who you are, it keeps you in the place where you should be. 
Yeah. So rest and your inheritance, they have to go together because when you're living in rest, you're only thinking of life as a possibility for God, nothing else. So your inheritance is always made available to you and rest gives you the capacity to see beyond what's in front of you to see the thing that's behind it. Rest allows you to see the provision of God through the problem that is present. Rest knows that if there's a problem here, there has to be a provision here. So yippee, let's go find the provision. Rest gives you an assurance that God is not only present, he's actually working. So a person in rest has the confidence to inherit, always. So rest is always a renewal. Rest is a part of your renewal. A person not living in rest will always need some ministry to get refreshing. A person living in rest never needs a refreshing. They carry it with them all the time. We're not averse to a top-up, but it's not actually a need. You understand what I'm saying? We don't actually let our renewing get to a point of need. You know, the, the real place to live in renewal is that um, because of all the things that God is doing, he's always making space inside me, and I'm always responding to that change, then I'll always need a top-up. But once you've got to a place where you need re where renewal is a need, there's actually something wrong with your life. Yeah? Something's leaking out. Yeah? So renewal is not a need... It's just a consequence of God's made more room. We need to fill that. We must fill that space. But it's not a need because I have actually um, allowed things to drain away from me. Rest is a brilliant way to plug up all the gaps. Yeah, it fills you. It gives you a confidence. It gives you an inheritance. Rest is a major part of your renewal. When you live in a place of rest, you are so God-conscious that renewal is a constant, yeah? The journey of faith cannot be made without rest and peace. Faith depends upon our capacity to rest in the nature of God. So uh, <clears throat> every day when you wake up, one of the first things you should be experiencing is a rest, is a peace. So it's important the way, what you do the last thing at night before you go to bed needs to be just a celebration of rest. Just a few minutes, just to celebrate rest. Lord, I want you in my dreams. You know, I don't want nightmares. I want you in my dreams. I want to, if I'm going to dream, I want to dream about something about you. But I'm, the, the last thing I do at the end of the day is celebrate rest and who I am in Jesus. I'm going to bed. I'm expecting a good night's sleep. If I don't get one, you know, luckily you get another chance the next day. Yeah. So how good is that? So, but I'm expecting therefore to wake up in a sense of rest and peace. That when I'm getting out of my bed, I'm not thinking about all the stuff I've got to do today. My first thought is about rest. It's about presence. It's about, Lord, we're just going to make some coffee and we'll chat as we do that. Yeah. So if you end your day God conscious, 
you'll start your day God conscious. Rest is critical in, uh, in warfare. Let me read you verse 10 of Deuteronomy 12. When you cross the Jordan and live in the land which the Lord your God is giving you to inherit, and he gives you rest from all your enemies around you so that you live in security. God gives us rest from all our enemies. (laughs) I love, love, love this topic. I remember listening to this message in my car while traveling through Texas when I bought it several years ago. It is such a needed message. It spoke deeply to my life then, and it's especially pertinent for our times and culture today, where things can move so fast and stillness and rest feel so evasive, not to mention the realities of many pressures and trials in individuals' lives and in the world at large. A great reminder from today is that rest is not situational. (laughs) Aren't you so glad? Sometimes we're looking for our enemies or negative circumstances to go away so we can finally rest or be at peace. But that is not the real lesson of abundant life in the Spirit. Rather, oftentimes the Lord wants to give us rest from our enemies by preparing a table for us right in the midst of their presence, as we read in Psalm 23. I love that Graham reminds us that rest is a reality available to us at all times and in all circumstances. Beloved, if you are feeling exhausted, if you are feeling weary, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are feeling burdened or weighed down, remember that Jesus always has on offer the gift and the grace of rest for you. And this is simply because we have the indwelling presence of God in us from which true, deep rest actually flows. It's amazing that in Jesus, we're able to reach a place where, like Graham said, our souls develop a peace or a rest filter so that all things in life have to flow through them first before affecting us. The key here is that rest guards your inner world from the negatives of anything external, and it helps guard your territory in God. Consequently, you get to live from a deep place of undisturbed abiding where your inner world is safely protected by a higher perspective, allowing you to engage life just as Jesus would. Remember, as he is, so are we in this world. We're meant to walk out our life with God the way that he did, and he has graciously given us the ability to do that through our new life in him. And man, Once we take hold of these realities, we discover for ourselves what Graham was talking about, that rest is actually a mighty weapon. Giants in our lives can crumble with the slightest of ease or simply fall without us even having to move a finger. We come to discover the joy of warring like the Lord from this place of sacred rest. It's fascinating to consider that God is moving forth history and bringing all things to the feet of Jesus, not with any anxious preoccupation, nor any stress or strain, but from a seated posture of rest and certainty on his throne in heaven. (laughs) That is an inspiring picture and one that you can call up anytime you need that reassurance. Remember, beloved, rest is powerful and vital in your life. Don't let the stresses, the pressures, 
the desire or need to perform to push you out of it or prevent you from this precious place. Recall that you're not trying to do it on your own because you have a helper thrilled to teach you how to partner with such rest and how to enter into the place of abiding. The Holy Spirit loves to teach us how to use these things that Jesus has already graciously given to us. For as 2 Peter chapter 1 says, His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Beloved, that means that you've already got it. <laughs> Jesus already gave it to you in the resurrection life, in the new covenant, in your relationship with him, in his abiding in you. He's already given through his divine power everything that you need pertaining to life and godliness. So this week, as you go about your days, be mindful of Jesus and take his hand, asking him to teach you how to live a life from rest, not in pursuit of it. Be blessed.